Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2,348 with a release date of Friday, October 28th, 2022 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Hams respond as a cyclone ravages parts of Bangladesh. An Australian club revives a flood aid program and Silent Keys get a tribute event courtesy of amateurs in Poland. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2,348 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline. Amateur Radio's independent, on-the-air news and bulletin service. And now reporting from Valparaiso, Indiana, here's Paul Brown, WD9GCO. We begin this week with a developing story. As Newsline went to production, a deadly cyclone had enveloped parts of Bangladesh where the death toll continued to rise, according to reports from Reuters and other news sources. Mass evacuations preceded the arrival of Cyclone Citrang, and while there are not any published reports offering details of amateur radio assistant, Newsline learned informally that some stations in the country were attempting to help via VHF radio as power was lost. At production time, Newsline was still awaiting details from the IARU and other organizations. We hope to have more details in our next newscast about the cyclone response. As devastating flood conditions persist in parts of Australia, particularly Victoria and much of New South Wales, one amateur radio club is reviving an outreach initiative begun during floods that hit at the start of this year. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, tells about the effort. The Northeast Victoria Amateur Radio Club, which responded with financial support when historic floods ravaged so many towns earlier this year, has revived its funding initiative as parts of Victoria and New South Wales battle new flood conditions. Begun in early 2022 as the brainchild of committee members Gary Reeve, VK2XF, and Matt Bilston, VK3VS, this emergency response effort shows that not all amateur assistance is necessarily accomplished with radios alone. Club Secretary Frank Scott, Victor Kilo 2, Bravo, Fox, Charlie, Toll Newsline, the earlier initiative began with $2,000 from the club and quickly grew to more than $3,000 with donations from individual amateurs and other clubs. As before, the club is asking members of the community who have had losses in the current flooding to apply to the club for an e-gift card that can be taken to supermarkets or other retail outlets to replace some of what was lost. Community members are being encouraged to apply for the cards, which are valued at an average of $100. He said the club is also prepared to work directly with hams who lost equipment or towers in the flood to help them replace what is needed and re-establish their stations. Because many hams also belong to the local emergency services, the club saw this as an extension of its public service mission. Frank said that after seeing the destruction from the latest wave of flood water, club members decided that the most appropriate response was to conduct the assistance program once again. Frank, VK2BFC, told Newsline, When flood waters rise, we rise up as a ham community. In Australia, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. Researchers in Alaska will soon be sifting through the results of some major atmospheric experiments, ones that included input from hams around the world. Cell MB KB3TZD brings us the details. Following an intense 10-day period of experiments that were to be concluded on Friday, October 28th, scientists at the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program plan to be studying their results along with observations from participating amateur radio operators. 
Hams had been invited to monitor daily transmissions that included HF ocean scatter, interactions between satellites and the ionosphere, moon bounce, and an unprecedented attempt to bounce a signal off of Jupiter. The scientists were also exploring possible reasons behind the airglow phenomenon known as Strong Thermal Emission Velocity Enhancement, or by the acronym STEVE, and testing whether radio transmissions could be used to measure the interiors of near-Earth asteroids. The program manager, Jessica Matthews, called the research the most diverse to ever take place at the Alaska facility and contained the highest number of experiments to date. She said researchers were relying on citizen scientists around the world. The research was funded by a $9.3 million grant from the National Science Foundation. Participating hams were able to file their reports electronically to the lab, making them eligible for QSL cards. This is LMB, KB3, TZD. The Minnesota ham radio community is grieving the loss of an active longtime radio operator who was formally recognized for his generous spirit and decades of involvement. Ken Peterson, KC0DGY, tells us about him. On his page on QRZ.com, Mike Sigelman, K0BUD, described himself as one enthusiastic amateur radio operator. He wrote, quote, I've been licensed since 1955 and keep heavily involved both on the air as well as in the local amateur community, end quote. Mike became a silent key on Thursday the 20th of October, but not before the former broadcast professional also left a deep imprint in amateur radio. The AWRL honored him in 2013 with the President's Award in recognition of his years of commitment and public service to various league programs. Earlier this year, he was given the Public Service Award from the Maple Grove Radio Club, K0LTC. An enthusiastic participant in local nets, contesting, and DXing, he had also served as the president of the Twin City FM Club and the public relations officer for the AWRL's Minnesota section manager. His survivors include his wife Judy and Zero OEL. Michael was 83. This is Kent Peterson, KC0DGY. A ham respected in Finland for his wide-ranging work as a mentor, a pioneer, and, separately, as a renowned botanist, has become a silent key. Ed Durant, DD5LP, tells us about him. Peter Tigerstedt, OH5NQ, OH2BM, was considered one of the most prominent figures in amateur radio in Finland. A news report from the Wireless Institute of Australia quotes Marty Lane, OH2BH, as calling Peter a pioneer on both the high and low ends of the HF spectrum. A professor by vocation, his other love was to mentor young radio contesters in Finland and welcome them to his contest station, OH5Z. Born in 1936, he was remembered by Al, 4L5A, writing in a forum on dxnews.com, Quote, now the OH5Z group has lost their father figure and are looking longingly towards the horizon, end quote. Beyond radio, the Helsinki University professor Emeritus achieved fame as an expert in plant breeding, most especially the rhododendron. He developed a variety that bears his name. This is Ed Durant, DD5LP. If you follow amateur radio current events, you are probably aware of the Southgate Amateur Radio News website. We here at Newsline are sad to report that the colleague of ours in England who ran that important website has become a silent key. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, has that report. We are sad to announce the passing of Richard Brunton, G4TUT. 
Richard died at age 77 as the result of a fall on the 21st of October. The call sign may not seem familiar to you, but for decades, Richard was editor of the Southgate Amateur Radio News website, which has a significant international following. Each and every day, Richard would search the world's ham radio and technology resources, seeking out stories of interest and publishing them. Beyond the straight news items and specialist sections of his site, Richard encouraged non-commercial podcasts and blogs to promote ham radio opinion and stimulate debate on the essential subjects of the day. He also compiled the CQ Serenade weekly programme, which was broadcast throughout Europe on shortwaveradio.de and other public-facing media. Richard himself was an intensely private man who had no close family, but he reached thousands of friends daily through his website. Amateur Radio has lost a statesman and a stalwart whose dedication to amateur radio was valued and enjoyed by so many. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. With every new silent key in our amateur radio community, the bands grow a little more empty. In Poland, however, amateurs are planning on an activation to share and honor those who have meant so much. Ed Durant, DD5LP, brings us those details. The Polish Amateur Radio Union, PZK, is conducting a memorial activation from the 1st to the 6th of November, asking amateurs to make contact with the station SP0SKM and provide the name and call sign of the silent key they wish to commemorate. Hams will be able to do this on 80, 40 and 20 metres using CW and SSB and on 2 metres FM. The PZK's editorial office is promoting this event which is being called, in translation, Remembrance of Those Who Passed Away. The special event station operators will create an SK remembrance list based on the SK stations noted in the log. Each radio contact is eligible for a certificate which will be able to be downloaded later commemorating the event and the silent key submitted. If a ham wishes to honour more than one silent key, it must be done on another day in a different QSO. The Polish organisation's website says, in translation, quote, In this way, we will honour the memory of those we no longer hear on the amateur wave. End quote. This is Ed Durant, DD5LP. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the N8VAA repeater, serving parts of West Virginia, Virginia, Maryland, and Pennsylvania, and the Potomac Highlands Amateur Radio Club from Moorfield, West Virginia, on Monday nights at 8. As Newsline went to production, hams were gearing up for the first part of the two-part CQ Worldwide Amateur Radio Competition, considered the largest of its kind in the world. The first of the 48-hour marathons begins on single sideband at 0-100 hours UTC on Saturday, October 29th, and ends at 2399 UTC on Sunday, October 30th. More than 35,000 hams are expected to be on the air for the first of two weekend contests. After that, you have time to prepare for the CW Challenge, which will be held on the weekend of November 26th and 27th. Details, rules, and the result of previous competitions are available at cqww.com. A newly formed nonprofit group in California is filling a need to support ongoing disaster response efforts. 
Ralph Squillacci, KK6ITB, tells us what's been happening. Few people understand the value of the El Dorado County Neighborhood Radio Watch in California better than the members who have joined the group since it began in 2019. The Radio Watch's life-saving communication efforts using general mobile radio service equipment combines with those of the El Dorado County Amateur Radio Club to save lives, some even of their own members. This has been especially critical during wildfires and in other disasters. The two organizations are now working together even more closely and more formally following the creation of a nonprofit corporation known as the Community Emergency Radio Association, or CIRA. As a fundraising arm for the two radio groups, CIRA is there to receive donations and apply for community safety grants, magnifying the life-saving potential of these local radio sentinels. Alan Thompson, W6WN, told Newsline that the teamwork goes beyond even that ambitious agenda. CIRA is also a mentoring group, assisting in emergency preparedness, public safety exercises, and instruction to prepare for the amateur radio licensing exams. Allen, who is the public information officer for the groups, said that the El Dorado HAMS membership role has grown, and the neighborhood Radio Watch now has 500 members throughout the county. Allen said the groups are also consulting with several other ham radio clubs, both in and outside of California. Allen gave a presentation recently to the Cool Pilot Hill Advisory Committee at the Pilot Hill Grange on Monday, October 24th. This is Ralph Squillacci, KK6ITB. Imagine being a young amateur radio operator chosen for a first-time trip outside your home country to Antarctica. Well, for a one young ham in India, that just became a reality. John Williams, VK4JJW, tells us about him. Congratulations to Sarabjit Singh Shabra, VU2CUW, who at age 27 becomes part of a team going to Antarctica in December as part of the 42nd Indian Scientific Expedition there. Sarabjit has been a ham since 2015, and according to a news report in Telangana today, this will be his first international journey. He was chosen to join the logistics team by a panel of 11 at the Ministry of Earth Sciences in Delhi. His work will involve providing providing support to the primary research team. Each team has two radio operators who will be using handheld VHF radios or larger HF rigs to cover greater distances, depending on what type of communication the team needs. This is an annual expedition to India's Antarctica base station conducted by the National Centre for Polar and Ocean Research. This is John Williams, VK4JJW. In the world of DX, listen for John, W5JON, on the air from St. Eustatius as PJ5 slash W5JON from October 25th through to the 4th of November. He will be on 6 through 60 meters using single sideband and FT8, QSL direct or via logbook of the world to his home call. Dan, K6ZO, is active from Malawi using the call sign 7Q6M through to the end of November. Listen on 160 through 6 meters. Dan will participate in both the CQ Worldwide Single Sideband and CW contests. QSL to his home call. Four hams in Aruba will form a team using the call sign P40L and participate in the CQ Worldwide Single Sideband contest. QSL via WA3FRP. 
A group of radio operators from Belgium and Luxembourg will be using the call sign LX8M for Meerscheid, Luxembourg, during the CQ Worldwide DX Single Sideband Contest, QSL via Logbook of the World. Mark your calendars for a D-Expedition by Marcelo, ZL1MTO, who will be active from Norfolk Island as VK9MTO from December 29th through to January 5th, 2023. Marcelo will be operating on 20 and 10 meters using single sideband and FT8 and FT4. QSL to his home call. We end this week's newscast by remembering some code-breaking women of wartime and celebrating a tribute to them from the United States Postal Service. Here's Dave Parks, WB8ODF, to explain. Sending messages the old-fashioned way by Postal Service just got even more traditional for letter writers and bill payers in the United States. A new postage stamp has been issued honoring women of the U.S. military who handled messages in a much less straightforward way. They were the cryptologists of World War II, the backbone of an operation that contributed in a big way to the Allied victory. The stamp was formally released on Tuesday, October 18th at a ceremony in Maryland. The stamp is a tribute to the more than 11,000 women who worked tirelessly with the traffic of intercepted enemy messages that were sent and coded. Like so many others in the military at that time, they were sworn to secrecy about their roles. The stamp's design features a recruitment poster seeking the participation of these women who were known as WAVES, an acronym for Women Accepted for Voluntary Emergency Service. In announcing the new stamps, the Postal Service called the women STEM pioneers, adding that they, quote, opened the door for women in the military and have helped shape information security efforts for future generations, end quote. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Dave Parks, WB8ODF. With thanks to Alaska Native News, Ambarish Nagbiswa, VU2JFA, the ARRL, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, DXWorld.net, HF Underground, Facebook, Frank Scott, VK2BFC, ItsHamRadio.com, Minneapolis Star Tribune, Ohio Penn DX, the Polish Amateur Radio Union, QRZ.com, Reuters, the Southgate Amateur Radio News, shortwaveradio.de, Steve Richards, G4HPE, Telangana Today, the U.S. Postal Service, the Wireless Institute of Australia, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Marie, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO in Valparaiso, Indiana, saying 73. As always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022. All rights reserved.